0: So you've probably heard me talk up the Fit CFO, which is a full-service bookkeeping, CPA, and financial planning firm specifically for the health and fitness industry. But let me be real with you. Do these guys pay me to create these ads? 100%. But I'm also an actual customer. Like, no bullshit. And the amount of detail and attention they gave me when working through some serious financial planning recently was out of this world. As many of you know, my business partner in my real estate holdings company passed away recently. This triggered a financial scenario I was not prepared for, buying out all of his equity, which was a seven-figure amount. So now I have to go to the bank and sell them on giving me this massive amount of money and quickly. And with interest rates as high as they are, I needed to make sure my personal and business financials looked as attractive as possible to the bank to get the best rate and terms. Luckily, I had the FIT CFO in my corner and they were able to provide the proper tax strategies and financial planning moves that made the very first bank I pitched give me the green light immediately. Their ability to customize a financial strategy based on your specific situation is world class. So if you want to work with a firm that knows exactly how to tailor their bookkeeping, tax strategies, and even handle the entire payroll side of your business, you need to check out the FIT CFO. Or if you're simply tired of taking shitty advice from your local HR block or being stressed out come tax season, head over to thefitcfo.com backslash WTF and book a free strategy call with them so you can explain exactly where your business is at and learn what financial strategies they would recommend you implement next tax season. And as a bonus, they're giving away their entire financial blueprint course, which is full of incredible resources like pre-built financial projection spreadsheets, business plan templates, and understanding how the profit first model really works entirely for free to my audience. Again, that is fitcfo.com backslash WTF. So what are you waiting for? It's time to get your financial shit together and the Fit CFO can get you there. All right. So the conversation you're about to hear now is with myself and the co-founders of Core4 in Charleston, South Carolina, Keith Hardwick and Riley Phelps. These two came on my radar during a gym real estate discovery call. They reached out, they're looking to open their second location. We were talking real estate and I was looking over the financials they sent me and I was absolutely blown away. At first I was like, this is bullshit. There's no way these guys are cranking out 115, $120,000 per month in 3,400 square feet, 42 person class with a barbell, Uh, no way, I got to see this for myself. So I drove down that week, I drove down to Charleston, South Carolina. I got to go and see on a Friday, uh, one of their their morning classes. I got to see the 11 a.m. class. By the time the 11 a.m. class had ended, they had already serviced 300 people that day. Wrap your head around that. 300 people had gone through their gym By the end of the 11 a.m. class, they've got a great high operational capacity model. Probably one of the best I've seen that allows them to service 42 people per class in a 3400 square foot building using a barbell and not a shorty barbell, not the five foot barbell. I'm talking a full foot seven foot barbell. I'm super impressed with these two Riley and Keith are absolutely they're down to earth. They're very intelligent and they put in the reps working in this industry. They didn't just show up, open up a building and figure it out. These guys have been in the industry. They have learned from the best and now they're out doing it on their own. And I'm super excited for their future success and future locations and everything they've got going on. But if you're ever in Charleston, South Carolina, check out Core 4. All right. I want the podcast. What is up guys? This is Stu. This is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We got Keith and Riley here, core four, in Charleston, South. Is this technically you guys? Charleston, is that Charleston? Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. And we got connected on talking about some real estate stuff on a call. And then just you guys sent me over some of the financials of this, what you guys did here. I was like, Oh, fuck. Like, these guys aren't fucking around. And I was very intrigued because I don't see those kind of financials on this kind of a model often. And then doing a little research and talking to you guys some more, learning what you do, like where you came from, your background, which I want to talk about. And then that you had created a high op cap, 3,000 square foot barbell based High volume group class, and so uh, I was coincidentally down here. So, and I hit you guys up and said, "Can I pop in and take a look at class and do the podcast?" So, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hell yeah! You. Excited. So let's just do. Give everyone the the background story as to how the two of you got linked up, and then the fitness background, because that's obviously such a huge part of uh, your success here. Was your previous experience?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Coastal Carolina. Um, I met him. We we're partying, okay? And, uh, you the beer s- pong partners. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. We we're
2: we we're actually probably on the opposite team, right? Right, you right, know? Right, right, right. You know, people uh, people made us think that you know we shouldn't like each other, but now looking back on it, you know, we probably should have been boys the whole time. Right. You know what I'm saying.
1: Soccer guy, baseball guy, Coast Carolina, um, kind of party together, and then our worlds collided after uh, after college through Orange Theory. Actually, uh, ended up hiring his wife, and then he was making a transition out of his. Yep. CrossFit gig, yep. and uh, and then he jumped on board
2: at okay. OTF. Yeah, yeah. How long were you that guys at Orange Theory? Uh, Keith was there longer than I. I was there for roughly two and a half, three years. Right before you know, I was kind of you know ready you know to go back or do something you know different. Um, things changed for us, you know, with COVID. But Keith, you were
0: there. I
1: was there fourteen, eighteen. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. We were there early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Started in 2010, I think. Yep. Orange Theory? Well, yeah. For a short time there, you know, the Orange Theory that we were both at and Josh, our head coach, it was uh, uh, the largest Orange Theory in the world. You know, we had, what, Six, 1600, 1,600 members at, at one, one studio across the road, right? And, you know, yeah. things were things were flying there, right? Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, everybody kind of, you know, went their separate ways, you know, after that. But, uh, but, yeah, initially met, you know, in college, didn't talk for however long. And yeah. then, uh, you know, here we are.
0: Yeah. What, talk to me about this. What would you say you took from Orange Theory? Like, what was, like, if you look back on that, like, okay, I got an education in this micro gym boutique space. Like, what would you take, say, are like three of the biggest things you learned while working there that you were able to use and manipulate to make Core 4 so successful?
2: probably probably processes and procedures. I would say, you know, Orange Theory does a great job of, you know, following, you know, hey, we we have to make these these many calls, right? We have to do this many touches. You know, we have to schedule, you know, this many appointments, yeah, right? They it, they write it out for you, you right? You know, and it's it's very easy, right? And it's not there's 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 no wondering, you know, what's expected of you. You know, here here's your job description, you know, here's what you're supposed to do. Um, the other thing is, you know, obviously having a lot of people, you know, in a, you know, a productive space, you know, and then um I don't know, I just thought, you know, with them, the simplicity of, you know, here's going to be, you know, it's going to be a strength day, a power day, you know, or, or an ESP day, an endurance strength power day, right? And you, you knew what to expect every day. Um, on the flip side, you know, some of those things are why, you know, we wanted to create what we created here, you know, it, with too much monotony or not enough variety or, you know, things of that nature. But that's what I would say coming from, I was coming from a CrossFit side, right? So I owned, partially owned and operated a CrossFit gym in Mount Pleasant, you know, for three or four years. Um, And then my dad passed away and I wanted to exit and go into something else. So my mindset was, well, I'm going to go over this Orange Theory thing and I'm going to see what they do. And I'm going to do like some recon and see if you know I can get behind enemy lines, you know, for a while and see what works. Yeah. Right. Shannon went over first, right, and then you know after that, you know, I went over, um, and then Keith kind of went the opposite direction. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I definitely agree with those things, but fucking community, man. Right. Like the most successful Orange theories, they have it's the community. You walk in, it's it's knowing names, it's knowing where their kids go to school, it's knowing what they do for work, it's I mean, it's just like the best community. The workout's the workout, right? The workout is the workout. You know you're gonna get a good workout. You're gonna sweat. You're gonna get your splat points, but the the fucking community, man. Like if you if you can if you have staff that that create that community for a safe place for for those members to come, you're gonna rock out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna rock out.
0: It's the most interesting thing is when I when I get to talk with owners that have that previous boutique experience, right? And they've seen what it's what millions and millions of dollars behind the machine mm-hmm. can do. And then when you talk with someone who just, they make assumptions, they've never worked for a corporate entity that is that large and just has scaled nationally to that degree. There's just a different understanding as to what it takes to make this thing successful. So you guys saw the firepower that they had. What Knowing that you wouldn't have that when you opened this up and you started, what was your thinking then? Like, how were you going to show up and you're like, dude, these guys are just, they're fucking, they just have so many resources at their disposal. Was it just, we are going to create a model that wasn't here. If we make a big enough splash and a big enough noise, we'll make some money and then we'll worry about arming ourselves with resources. Like, how did you think about that? It's
1: just what we believed in. Yeah. Right. We, you know. we wanted to, we wanted to create a product that we wanted to come in and take class every day. Right. Um, Something we, we like, you know, he's got his CrossFit background. We both were athletes in college and work with a barbell. I kind of fell in love with CrossFit post Orange Theory. And it was, it was just a product that we wanted to create something that we actually believed in. You know, I couldn't tell anyone they need to get on the treadmill and get their, you know, splat points anymore. I was just, I was past that, right? I just, I left Orange Theory because I didn't believe in the product anymore. Great product. Sure. I just. For myself right it wasn't it wasn't like that fire in myself so then why
0: not open a crossfit
2: well we we actually kind of sat down and we did like a little bit of you know we did a needs analysis of like all right all right great here's crossfit here's orange theory where do we want to be right we don't want to open a crossfit gym right we don't want to open up an orange theory gym what does crossfit do really well right strength training um you know uh, interval you know type of work okay great what does orange theory do well right treadmills rowers all right where do they both lack where do they both do well? Great. Let's take all the things that they do well and let's make it, you know, into one. And that's essentially how we came up with our concept, you know, to uh, to meet all of the needs, um, that the problems that we were getting every day, right? People would come to us at Orange Theory and they say, hey, you know what? I'm past the 15, 20-pound, you know, dumbbells in the weight room. The TRX, you know, is a little bit stale for me. What do I do to advance, right? Can you
1: create me a program? To right. go to the gym, to exactly. go to Planet Fitness right. and
2: work out I'm on own, And then from going a CrossFit gym, you know, people were, you know, well, you know, hey, I just don't have time enough to, to mobilize 30 minutes before class. Or, hey, I'm not interested in going to the CrossFit game. So, you know, what can I do instead of this, you know, overhead snatch, right, or, or, or barbell, you know, moving? I'm not interested in it. So we said, all right, well, let's combine, you know, what can people, what do people automatically do when they start exercising? Running great all right great what's one thing that we can take from orange theory the rower right and then obviously you know the barbell was the differentiator that we we knew when we were sitting down and making our list you know that we had to have the barbell in there and uh you know people a lot of people told us that we were crazy for doing it you know it doesn't make sense you know it's too dangerous Too much it's too, space it's yeah. too Not difficult um and uh you know we just we just cut, you know know what you know that there's a huge group of people that graduate from orange theory that are looking for their next thing that don't want to do CrossFit. And there's a huge group of people that have tried CrossFit that don't want to do CrossFit anymore, but they still enjoy, you know, group programming and they don't want to go somewhere by themselves and follow program individually.
0: So now I want you, cause everyone at this point, I want you to, their interest has peaked. I want you to break down the class structure. So how, how would you describe the class from its duration, the mm-hmm. components, the number, like how many people are in this thing? Walk me, walk everyone through this because, uh, we're just sure. listening on the podcast. Yeah.
2: Um, I'll go, I'll go ahead and start and then Keith, you yeah. kind of finish it off. Um, so essentially, you know, I know you guys can't see this room, right? If you're listening on the podcast, but inside of this room, we have, um, 14 manual treadmills, right? So curve runners. Then we have 14 rowers, concept two rowers. And then we also have 14 echo bikes, right? That we pull out as well. In the middle of the room, we have a whole strength rack where we have 14 individualized stations um, inside of about a 3,400-square-foot room. Behind the treadmills, behind the rowers, there's a strip of six-foot turf in which, you know, the, the members have about a six-by-six six space um, or slightly, you know, slightly smaller than that, which they, you know, they're operating, you know, from, uh, from station to station to station. Um, our bread and butter class, our primary program that we operate in this room is called force, which we call like the perfect balance of strength and conditioning. Um, and, uh, you know, there's three components to it, right? There's a scored component where you're trying to do as much work as you can in a certain allotted time. There's a strength component where you're adding a tempo to in it, trying to lift as much as you can with proper form and technique. And then there's a stamina portion to it where you're trying to replicate the endurance type of interval throughout whatever that work, you know, may be. Um, and that's kind of, you know, most of it in a nutshell. And this shot. rack,
0: I was counted, So we have 10, 20, 24. So it's what, 48, 48 total feet of rig, right? So it's a four foot and a six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, the total
2: yeah. length of the room, yeah, is about 80 feet. Got it. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so you have two 24-foot freestanding rigs. Um, so you can have six people technically on their own station, and if you're doubling up, then you have 12 on each side. So right. what's the class capacity?
1: 42. 42. 42.
0: So, and this, this training floor is, again, how many square feet?
2: Just right under 3,400 square feet. Just under 3,400.
0: Yep. I know we've talked about your future potential franchising models on that. We're trying to get that around 3,000 square mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. But for everyone listening, 3,400 square feet, 42 people. And the barbell is in, and the barbell's in every. It's not just like on special classes. It's every day, every day. Every day. How much? And that's something that I think, like when I did Urban, and when I look at Mad, and I even now with you guys, I, I'm all, now I'm going to reference you guys as well in this conversation. I always felt if someone had to show up and get lucky. And show up on a day when that thing was in the workout, just happened to be that day, that sucked. Versus every day they know they're gonna get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Every fucking day, every day. They can count on it. They're never gonna leave here and be like, ah, there's no barbell work today. I gotta go to Planet Fitness and just rep something out real right. quick, you know, to get a pop. It's every fucking day you're gonna get this. And to CrossFit's, you know, if I'm trying to make the fittest person in the world, I need to throw random shit at them. If I'm training them for the CrossFit event, whatever the fuck it is these are just regular motherfuckers. Like they don't need that. They just, they want to know that every time I go there, I'm going to get what I think I need or what I want. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. How many times, like how many versions of the programming model did you guys go through before you landed on force or what it is today?
1: I mean, shit, (laughs) a lot, (laughs) a lot. lot. yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, we talked about this earlier. We, we started in the park. We were doing body weight workouts, fucking body weight and then we had a pre-sale and we sold 100 memberships day one um, and we went to Dick's and we bought some barbells and then we went to a temporary space where we just use barbells, we ordered uh, four bikes, five bikes, yep. um, added some biking in there um, and then you know i mean it just we it's, just slowly transition it's into
2: really three or four iterations of you know just as we grow what's the best you know as we grow what's the best as we grow what's the best this room used to look like the treadmills being in the middle the rig was on the wall there was a rower station back here a skier station back here a bike erg or a bike an echo bike station over there and then just for complexity And making sure people would get the maximum time with the barbell, with the treadmill, with the rower, you know, this is kind of, you know, what we landed on, you know, how much can we get into, you know, that one hour class period, you know, that's one of the things we do like about Orange Theory is that with Orange Theory, there was a rolling start, you get in there, you know, boom, ping pong method, we're going, right. Yeah. Um, with a CrossFit method where, you know, it's a perceived 45-minute warm-up for a seven-minute workout, right? And those people that are in the fitness industry, they understand that, but for the client and what our members want, you know, they're not down with that, right? They want to get moving. They they want to know that they're maximizing that hour out of their day. So that's essentially how we design it here, right? We put ourselves in the shoes of the customer. Um, what would they want? How can we do that? And that's kind of how we came up with, you know, this right here.
0: Yeah. I want to get something. So Keith mentioned a hundred pre-sell and then a bunch of Jim or the dicks just went from six to midnight. They're like, yeah. how <laughs> the fuck did they get hundred? Now I want to talk, like yeah. we talked earlier about you guys, um, Establishing yourself with local brands here prior, and using that like getting your MBA in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk to everyone as to the success of hundred members because you didn't go and hire Loud Rumor, you didn't go hire a marketing agency. This was mainly due to the relationships you had made at these other fitness companies you had worked at previously. Exactly. And then, but how did that grow? So you got the first hundred. Then how did you? How did it go after that? Is it just we're just local? We we, we got we set up shop where we knew people. And people knew us from our other roles in other companies.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. When we, right, we signed up 100 people day one. And, I, you know, I called Raleigh and I'm like, shit, dude, we might sign up 500 <laughs> people in a week, right? Yeah. We hit 100 people day one. And day two, we m- might have signed up 10.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Um, Blew your load early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was in high school, baby. Yo, I mean, I was one, yeah, fucking yeah. pumped. I yeah. was like, dude, we're going to have, I mean. From where from where we came from, like everyone's gonna follow us. Everyone's gonna follow us. Yeah. And what we found out is, you know, not that many people like change. There were 100 people that trusted us. Right? We had no product. Yeah. We had no visuals. We just said, we're opening a gym. We're gonna have X, Y, and Z. We're gonna use a barbell every day. If you believe in us, you know, come see us. Those 100 people that trusted us. But um, but after that, it was just just word of mouth, man. Just. You know, we kept grinding, kept grinding. It was, you know, ten members this week, ten members this week, ten members this week, and Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, I mean,
2: it was four a.m. to eight p.m. You know, every day. All day. Keith and I would meet up, text him at three three. Hey man, what energy drink you want? You know, I'm I got him today, right? You know, you literally just camping out. Um, but it, yeah, it was just, it was, first of all, you know, word of mouth, organic, right? And then from there, you know, we started, you know, really just on Instagram every single day, literally posting workout What we would do is we just, we were just, we just chronicled the whole thing, right? We acted like we were you know basically vlog- vlogging the whole thing what's up right. you know it's Keith and I over here you know just in between class you know and we just every day we stayed on I mean our whole Instagram stories you know probably w- our Instagram director now would be like you have too many stories yeah. on there we had so many you know things back there but after we were at- running yeah. crazy crazy yeah. fucking promos like yeah. hey you know
1: come to our gym we know you're paying 30-day cancellation at another gym we'll give you three months free. Yeah. Like whatever we'll we'll pay (laughs) a cancellation and come on over here. Right. And,
2: and, uh, and then, you know, after we moved from, Hey, there's no gym. Then we moved to the, to the parks. Right. And we would do a workout, you know, every Saturday, in the park while we were personal training people at another studio. And then after we did the parks, then that's when we, you know, got the, uh, you know, got the idea to do the temporary studio and, you know, from, that's when things started to change. Yeah, once we got the actual space and then we could, people started to see what, and what we were saying and put it to life, then, you know, probably, you know, each, each week, we would net, you know, ten to fifteen, 10, 15 to twenty, yeah. you know. So from from presale, we I think we did 150 presale with no space. Then when we did the actual space, we went from 150 to about 375, 375 right? And that's a that's just that's just a vanilla shell. Keith and Riley, uh, we stayed up all night, painted it black, put a, a wall big head sticker that said Core Four. We still have pictures. Um, busted mirrors. Busted <laughs> mirrors. Uh not black nice turf like we have now. It Shitty, was like do- dog park turf, you know, in there. And we just we just ran it, right? We would, we started off with two morning classes, uh a noon and then one in the evening, right? You know, yep. and then you know, as we, you know, hit, you know, certain occupational capacity, as people would say, Hey, I want to make the jump from uh, OTF, I'm only gonna jump from F forty five, wherever, we would add seven thirty or an eight forty five, right, on a couple days out of the week. It's just him and I jamming out. All day. Yeah. You know, All so day. So, sometimes <laughs> we would alternate classes. Sometimes it would be Keith morning, Riley evening. You know, and we would just kind of just bump and grind. You know, I mean, we didn't have anyone until we hit about 400. Four, four, fifty. And then that's that's when we made our first hire, right? We we made our first hire at about 400. Um, you know, which was which is a coach, um, and she she was you know she was great. You know, she really helped us clear up a little bit of space for us to do you know other things. You know, um, and then. From the pre-sale space to the actual space, that was, you know, we did, uh, we launched in May, we did pre-sale space in August, and then we got into this actual space in, was it mid-November? November. November, November, Mid-November, right? Right before before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. Um, And we were, you know, we were at about, you know, 400 members, and then, you know, after that, each each month, we just, you know, continued to increase.
0: And so, to frame it up for everybody, you guys, um, you guys... Found this location, signed the lease, but there's construction to do. Construction mm-hmm. took how many months?
2: Oh man, um, construction. They, you know, start. This is post COVID, so you know, uh, you know. I think we, I think we started, started quote unquote in June, and then didn't actually get our, um, you know, CO, you know, until maybe the end of October. Yeah. And then we had a few things that we needed to do, you know, before we, we made no some changes. So yeah. Six-ish months, yeah, somewhere, yeah. and
0: yeah. that's when you know, for everyone framing up. You while well, this construction's happening. The hardest thing in pre-sell, especially when there's no proof of concept of it, right, Right. is Mm -hmm. to sell people on an idea. Mm -hmm. So you guys, again, park. And then park, essentially, you're like, hey, there's the spot next door the landlord owns as well. It's just this empty shell. That's what you're referring to as your temporary space. But that is, again, that is something that I would say, you you know, you guys extracting from what Orange Theory – like. The the biggest franchises they go and they they're setting up shop here and then there's an H and R block and they rent an office at an H R block and they put up their their uh, their they're renderings t- of what the studio look hey, hey, like. Here's what it looks like. Video. Yeah. You, you yeah. have to have a location Before to do resell, and, mm-hmm. and I, I work with gym owners and the budget isn't there for them to lease a temporary space mm-hmm. like cool. Then outside your current space, we're going to get the rights for you to set up shop on the sidewalk and you're going to sit there with a fucking tent and drawings of your rendering. You have to be somewhere. Yeah. People are like, so how do we make the money come in if I have no existing studio and I'm building out the current one? I'm like, we can't just run ads. I mean, we could run ads, but like, they have to meet you. They have to see you. You have to start making a community like you guys did in the park and okay. then it continued to that shitty version of what this is today. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it was it, the, the bar, those people left Orange Theories. Mm-hmm. They left High Low. They left F 45. The facility that you gave them. And they, because it would, it would, on a pre sale, were they have to put their first month down or they just put their card down to be charged once the studio opens? Uh, we so, did the first so, the, month. so
2: the way we did it, you know, they did their first month, right? You know, so they put down their money, right? You know, for that actual first month when we moved into our studio. Then we had an actual pre sale rate to when we were next door. They were paying us monthly revenue as we came Got in. It. Now, we could have done it differently and maybe looking back, you know, on the next one, we will. But what we did is those people who put that money down day one, you know, those 100 and change, when we moved over here, they actually got that month for free. Got it. Right. Yeah. So w- we they, gave them a month. Yeah, we gave them a month for well, free.
1: Well, we didn't technically give it to them,
2: but yeah. You know, I mean, they yeah. pay, they pay for yeah. it, right? Cause, sure. Because when we did that initially, we didn't we didn't you know we didn't even have the uh, the temporary space you know in our eyesight yet you know so we kind of you know changed and we kind of molded things as we went but when they moved over here you know they all got their first month you know for free over here so that January. Now,
0: in this location, do some numbers for me, guys, if you don't mind sharing. Uh, what, for twenty twenty three, on average, what are you guys doing per month in total monthly revenue?
2: Per month, average revenue is anywhere between one hundred fifteen and one hundred twenty k.
0: Okay, so you guys are in that unicorn, over a million dollars a year in annual revenue, significantly. Mm-hmm. And you're currently as you you do that, and it, why aren't you just done? <laughs> why why aren't you just like? I mean, you guys are here. I, you know, I, I, hear, I, I've got a, I've got a feeling that even if I wasn't coming in today, you guys would have been on site today. I 1, feel, 1000% yes. yeah. yeah. So, but you have a great staff. I mean, I saw the, the amount of people you have working for you here. Yeah, this place was rocking. I mean, you guys are. How many people do you think went? through – How many people do you service today? Two fifty
2: three hundred. Yeah, and Friday, you know, Friday in Charleston, people, people. They stop doing stuff at 12, and they head to the, you know, head yeah. to the bar. Yeah. So head between to the beach your first whatever. class this morning yeah. and what
0: I saw now, you got you know, 70, 150,
2: 225. You know, it'll be it'll be upwards of 300. You yeah. know, on a 300 Friday.
0: 300 people by whatever fucking time it is right now on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Why? Like why not? You? Ju- because every year, what you're saying right now, every owner is just like, I, I. That's all I want. Like that's literally you have already achieved what I want. Why not stop now? And why are you guys looking at whatever's next? Like, is it like, what chip do you have on your shoulder? What's the vision long term?
2: I mean, that's it right there. It's a huge chip on the shoulder. You know, yeah, we, we talk. Why? To, we talk to each other every day? You know, I text Keith. I say, Hey, man, remember when? Remember when we ha- we said if we had a thousand members, we'd be happy, right? right. Are you are you happy, <laughs> right? And he go and he and he texts me back, Nah, dude, yeah. uh-huh. right? not happy, right? Yeah, but it, you know, I mean, Keith can tell you. You know, we've been. Lied to, promised to, uh, you know, carrot dangled in front for so many years, I mean, we, you know. You know, we we come from a place where we we did the work,
1: right? The the studios that we had, that we worked out, that were successful, like, we did that. Us and our staff, you know, we did that. So we just, I was, it was just time
2: for, for yeah. us to do it for us. Yeah, right? and, and for the members. I mean, there was just a huge gap, you know, from all these people that we loved about and we cared about them and they, they... They never got what they were looking for with those previous brands that they gave their money to, right? And it was just a promise to, uh, you know, to them. It was like, hey, we're gonna start here, and then we know that there's people in Atlanta, we know that there's people in Charlotte, wherever it is, who need this exact thing, right? They've been looking for this, you know. When they go to a CrossFit gym, they wish that it was like this, right? When they hit up Orange Theory, they're like. Oh man, yeah, I, I could see myself doing this for for right. you know a long period of time. And then yeah, it's
1: the product we created. Yeah. The product, right? We want to show this motherfucker off. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I wanted to be in every big city. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's just it's
2: personal. yeah, you're yeah. proud of it,
1: yeah. right? You show up every day. I mean, that's yeah. why we show up every day, right? It's
2: it's you're proud of it. You know, sometimes our, sometimes our staff probably wishes that we didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, <laughs> yo, hey, yo, you guys, you know, you're get good, get out of yeah. here, bro. You guys don't have to be here, but. You know, we like we like coming in, you know, we like the relationships and we want to we want to do it again. You know, we're hungry. We want to make it happen across the bridge or in, a, in another city because we know that this is this is a problem solver for a lot of people.
0: Total uh, total cost to get this location open. What was your entire construction budget? Um, let's go. Let, let's just start there. What did it cost equipment package construction budget to open this location?
2: so initially right we're talking talking ti initial ti was what one one eleven one twelve one eleven right yeah, you know and, that, and that's bare, bare bones ti you know coming off the COVID era you know we're not you know you're not going to get a lot of grace then right yeah. um as we built you know this was room this right here, shell? this this was uh have hvac or what it had hvac, it had HVAC. HVAC um okay. but the hvac uh might have had to been you know a service or something like that but this yeah. previous location was a gym and right. One
0: twelve would do the drywall and maybe a s sm- two small bathrooms. That's all we right. got, right? So right. We, we got right. some
2: walls put in. Um right. we updated the bathrooms from uh prison style to, you know, a little bit more modern, you know, shower tile. Um and that was initially what we got. But after like version three in this room all in is roughly like four fifty. Okay. Four fifty. Um and that's all the bells and whistles, everything from top to bottom. Flooring, installation, lighting, mirrors, um, sound, TVs, TVs, sound, TVs yeah. uh, uh, signage, plates, everything, kind of all in um, this room, as well as our auxiliary room too. All of that, you know, is covered in that, you know, kind of big number right there.
0: Looking at, so, I was looking at look at the facility and the way you have it laid out and all that. And I think is uh, great, and what, when it, I got to see it in action, and I, I thought it flowed very smooth. It was not a clusterfuck. It was. As tight as you want, as an owner to look and be like, yeah, all that square footage is fucking making money today, right? right? Like, but it's mm. not so tight that the client experience starts, you know, getting strangled. Sure. Right? What would you do different in the next location, if anything? Like, is there anything you would like, and even if it doesn't exist, like, be like, I wish there was a way to make this fucking smaller, or I wish there was a way to fucking make it so these plates don't have to be on a rack that goes on the floor. Like, what would you do if you could wave yeah, an operational hold. capacity wand? Yeah
2: so yeah that the one thing that we we played around with is you know with the rig you know the space that that's on the outer portions of the rig that's usable you know You're making dollars right there. The Mm -hmm. space inside of the rig, right? That's where we're looking at. We're going to be able to eat up six feet right there, changing the rig configuration, right? So instead of the actual rack, we're going to have power racks that butt up back to each other, right? With the plates that come off to the side, just like you're saying right there. So that way, each station will have their exact five, 10, 15, 20. They have everything stacked up right there. That limits on changes, switches. Hey, are you still using this? Are you not using this? And then that also cuts that literal whole bar down, um, which compresses, you know, our, our square footage right there. That's one thing that, you know, we've kind of figured out. We started with the rig on the wall then we moved it to the center. The center is, you know, obviously the best place, the focal point is the one thing when people walk in and are like, Oh, wow, you know, this, this is cool. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that nothing. Do you, I mean, we've we've updated it. You know, yeah. this is again, we've
1: we've updated it for the, the last yeah you know, eight months. So uh, we're 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 close. We're right? we're pretty
2: close. I mean that's that's probably the one thing where we've noticed, like, hey, we could really do that. Um, you know, or the mention, you know, of doing that smaller competition style barbell, you yeah, know, yeah. if that was a possibility, you know, there. Um, another thing we're thinking about is you know a little bit different maybe color coded barbells you know cuz we do have the blue lights mm-hmm. the guys have you know the you know the aluminum stud, the girls a little bit more stainless Make, yeah. just little e- like even more things like there so you know you just hey guys remember the guys barbell you know is or, this is this color girls this color girls just going and looking and Right. And sure just little stuff seconds. like cuz cuz as we go i mean we talk about this every day we're like no one's done this before so there's no model that we can kind of like go off of all we're doing is like all right well, what does what does metabolic do and then all right well what did, what did otf do well otf has their treadmills literally touching each other right yeah. do we want, your do we want to do that right yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, rower, yeah you know you're getting off the rower yeah you know you're doing yeah. wacky jacks on the person next to you right do we yeah. want that no right so we're trying to let's just like you're saying how close can we get it to where we're maximizing it but we never have someone come up to us and say hey riley i feel like this is too close yeah or this is unsafe right sure. that's kind of like that's our line in the sand where we never want to cross um and I think, you know, you know, we definitely didn't get everything right you right. know, at not the first close. time, like not, not even, even close, um, but each time we just know that, like, hey, dude, we're going to fuck this up, but we're going to fall forward and fail forward every single time. I mean, we listen um, to members. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What are members like? So members And yeah. our staff, too. Our staff, like, that's one of the great things about our staff is they're very, you know, very vocal with us. And they say, hey, what, guys, what do you think about this? And we're like, let's try it. Right. But, you know, the, always the number one goal is, you know, how, how does it affect the members? right is it a positive and then you know we'll change it yeah
0: yeah uh talk to me about the lease terms on this place so you guys uh to get you know to get them to give you over 100k in ti how long the lease did you have to sign
1: five five years with with, uh
0: two
2: five-year options okay
0: yeah nice and what do you guys pay per square foot
2: so we started we started at 15
0: right and then we have
2: uh, three percent escalation you know as a as we move
0: um from year to year all right, and total square. I know the f- the total square footage of that you lease, your rentable square footage.
2: Total s- square footage is sixty nine fifty. Yeah, yeah. sixty nine fifty with the locker rooms, you know, mm-hmm. in the back. Sixty nine
0: fifty. All right, so if you do one hundred fifteen thousand a month mm-hmm. and six thousand nine hundred fifty square feet, um, you guys are generating. And how much you say you're paying per square foot?
2: Right now, s- fifteen. Or right now, not right now would be sixteen. S- yeah, right, 16. we just escalated. Yeah. Right, so sixteen, closing in on seventeen.
0: God, you guys are just fucking this is so nice. Yeah. I mean, like, you guys <laughs> the amount of money you guys are it's, it's so here's the thing, is whenever I look at square footage and cost and stuff like that, it's like, okay, how do I make the money back? So if I pay 35 bucks a square foot, mm-hmm. I'm able to generate over thirty-five dollars a square foot. Right? right? Like at the end got, of the day. you got you to yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah. 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 And I I look at a model like this and I can see the attraction. I can see the client acquisition system because it looks similar to what they've done at the other boutiques, mm-hmm. but it adds this other element, right? This other thing that I want to do. So I can see where you can rob CrossFit's and Orange Theories and that, like that white space model that you guys have done a great job at. But I honestly, I think the further genius of it is again, and especially if you're able to really capture an extra four hundred or five, like and bring this thing in closer to three thousand square feet, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you go and start talking to people who are looking the franchise options. That is such a headline. Mm-hmm. 42 people, 3,000 square feet. I could do the, you know, you guys could, with the barbell. Like, Mm, that is the thing. It's just like, the barbell's only been, no one's tried to fuck with it, and they just leave it for CrossFit. Right. Right. So everyone's come up with every softer version that they can without the barbell. I'd say Metabolic's probably done the best job of doing the harder strength version without the barbell, but still no one's been able to scale a boutique franchise with it. I'd say this is probably the closest I've seen to be in that boutique, that non-CrossFit space and Uh be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, my head is fucking off to you. Like, when I saw those numbers, I was like the fuck i'm like i got it like and again i quit. i would have probably made my way down here anyway to see it at some point but yeah. yeah. well, we were like yeah. coincidentally
1: when, when we told you the numbers we we're like god i wonder what he's what do you know what he's thinking we, got, After we our first call we got
2: off the phone and i go hey you see Stu writing those? Down, those <laughs> yeah. down, <you> know <laughs> right? i was he's like <laughs> i was like he's gotta he's be like, impressed he's, he's like let's wait and see what the follow-up is he's, he's probably be he's probably got a couple calls back to back right
0: and then I,
1: I text yeah. him when uh yeah. your assistant emailed me i was like yo he he emailed us yeah all, yeah. right. All right. He might like us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I was, number, I, I was like, this is, I mean, it's, it's really impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. Now, let's talk about this. So, uh, the f- you guys mentioned, okay, where do you want to go? Like, okay, you have the options. You know, we've talked about you guys buying a building, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you have options because you have the cash flow, which is nice. Paint your own, like, again, pretend like you, there's nothing stopping you. What would the ideal next thing be?
1: I mean, the goal is, you know, to to duplicate this. Like we said in Mount Pleasant, correct? Right. So um, you keep it corporately owned. Yep, mm-hmm. corporately owned. Um, we've, you know, looked in Somerville, uh, Mount Pleasant, and and just duplicate that. This, if we can, if we can duplicate it and have the same success that we're having here, we fucking have something.
0: And then how do we? We talked about this prior, but how do you answer for the fact that okay, in location two, you're going to have number a th- couple things. Number one, you'll You'll have some members here, maybe possibly a, a, some small percentage, relocate to your second one because maybe they just bought a home there or something like that. So you'll, you'll have a little bit of, yeah, just a little bit of a kindling to get that fire going. Mm-hmm. But it won't be like what you had the first time because you guys were so embedded in the local, in, in the competitors around here. You worked for the Orange Theories and the High Lows and all that. How would you think about running pre-sell now? Because it would have to be a more, it'd have to be a more sophisticated version than what you did. Mm-hmm. Everything's more sophisticated sure. than what you did in the beginning. How do you think about that now?
1: I mean, it, you know, it's it's kind of like when I started with Orange Theory, um, you know, essentially we you know, just had to get out in the community, right? We were, we were in the community, bus- and business sh- to business, yeah, yeah business yeah. to business, um, and then, you know, creating that, I mean, even if it's 10 people, right, creating that small community in wherever we go next, and then, you know, it's just, you just build and you build and you build and you build, and again, it's, you know, I go back to it, what I took from Orange Theory is, it's, you know, you can you have a great product, but even if you have a great product, you're only as strong as your community is, you know? So, um, my thing is, it's just, it's just community. It's, it's creating, it's it's getting the coaches out there. Um, it's, it's hiring people from that community, right. That know people already as well. Um, and then it's, you know, it's running ads. It's, it's selling pre-sale memberships that allow them to come here for a discounted rate. They can come and try out the product here in West Ashley. Let's say we go to Mount Pleasant, right. They can have a membership, um, that allows them to come and, take classes in uh, in west ashley right so they can kind of get their feet wet and they can tell their friend like i went and took this class in west ashley they're coming to mount pleasant in you know four months but you got to get in now pre-sale yeah. right pre-sale it's it's going to be a you know fifty dollar discount off the price when they open you know come check it out
2: We looked up, you know, other models, too, who do, like, pop-up stores. You know, for example, like Lululemon, right? Lululemon will go in and they'll do a pop-up store at at a certain location, right? You know, and they'll just test it out, right? They'll see, hey, how's the revenue going over here? What's the foot traffic like? How are these things going? Um, And then we'll just gather some data. You know, now we're way more capitalized, you know, than we had then, and we have much more resources. So it'll just be more sophisticated than we did, you know, in West Ash, you know. Um, Mount Pleasant would be a little bit more lucrative for us. Um, just for the fact that, you know, I was over there for five years before I came over to West Ashley, you know, with my CrossFit location, Keith was over there, you know, with that one high low location. Um, but cross or, but Charleston is unique. It's kind of like New York with like the little boroughs type of thing, right? So people talk about, you know, you know, driving over the bridge and, you know, you know, we've, we've lost members just because they have to drive over one bridge, you know, and it might be, you know, 12 minutes down the road, you know, type of thing. But, um, just more data driven, you know. For the second one, kind of, you know, more thoughtfulness and, and getting ourselves the right spot, not not just necessarily the next spot. And uh, you know, that's kind of our because, like you're saying, we don't have to do another location, but we we want one. Sure. You know? yeah. And and we, you know we just want to you know, find the right spot here to replicate you know exactly what we've done here. Yeah.
0: What um, what do you think is what do you think is retention wise more important? Like community, You talk about community yeah. within the business, it'd be more like culture than it is community. We think your staff, but like you guys spend how much per month in payroll in total, would you say?
1: Uh, total
2: like 20, close to 30. Okay. 30. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you know, our payroll is 30%, 30, yeah. 30% of our gross, okay. right? You know, if it, if we're bonusing, which we, you know, should be as we're hitting our numbers, it'll jump up to 33%, right? Talk so, to everyone about the bonus
0: structure. What does um, that look
2: so, like? Yeah. So, you know, essentially, you know, in this phase of our business, you know, our number one goal is that we want to net new members, right? You know, so our, me- or our staff here, their goals are based off of, hey, If we netted a certain amount of members for that month, right? Now we have a little bit of data that we can project how we did last year, right? It's still new. So it's like, it's kind of good data, but it's kind of like, you know, we were really fresh then and we're only two years in, but we can go off of last year, right? So if our goal is, hey, we're going to try to net 25, you know, members right here, right? Studio manager makes this, assistant manager gets this bonus, uh, front desk staff, right? They get this bonus, head coach, this bonus, you know, and that package might be somewhere between, you know, four to six K, you know, for those guys who are in here day to day doing, you know, the work with us to get compensated and see that, Hey, you know, I am being brought along, you know, for this ride financially. Um, and these guys appreciate, you know, what I'm doing here, not just, you know, see me clocking in, you know, each day, Right. you know, we, it also it yeah.
1: depends on what time of the year, right? Like, you know, in group fitness, June, July, August, you're Tough. just, you're, you're trying to stay where you are. Right. So it might be, it might not be, you know. Explain that to everyone who's
0: not regionally familiar with like the East Coast, the southern, East, southeast. Why is June, July, and August so difficult?
1: I mean, the the weather's great. You know, people aren't people aren't looking to. You know, they're they're there. They're gonna be outside, right? They're not trying to make a change aesthetically to their body. They they they're just they're gonna be outside. The, the weather's beautiful, right? They're gonna be drinking their beer on the boat. Um, you know, once four o'clock hits in Charleston. Everyone's everyone's out. If you have
0: out. to compete with the beach, the beach yeah. wins, right? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if, if someone's right. going to take a trip yeah. to Savannah for the yeah. weekend, like your weekend classes could be decimated. How many yeah. how many gyms do most of their sales on a Saturday? Right. That
1: kind right. Of scenario, yeah. Right. And you know that's what I say to the staff. is Saturday. It's Saturday. It's just energy, right? We're not we're not going to sell on Saturday. If you do, I mean, it's great, right? right. It's icing have, on the you'll cake. Have one a month,
2: but, right? Where you knock it out of the park, right? Yeah.
1: But uh, you know, June, July, August, it might be. It might not be net new join. It might be revenue-based, right? right? Hey, we're at um, 120. Our goal is, you know, to stay at 120 for the next sure. 60 days, right? right? So it, it depends on the time of the year. We change it up. Um, sometimes it's new joins. You know, sometimes it's net. Sometimes it's, it's revenue. It's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we have fun with it. Yeah. So
0: what kind of – so let's say it's June, July, and August. Like, all right, we're not going to net new, but – so when I my thing is always if I can't acquire new cash from the outside, mm-hmm. I got to generate more cash from the inside. So right. whether it's apparel or an in-house challenge, where sure. they are going to pay some money or whatever it is like that. How do you guys look at generating? Because you're not also offering personal training. You're mm-hmm. not at like. So how else would we generate additional revenue internally on those months that were we're no, we're not. It's not going to be too much of external cash?
2: just like you said yeah. yeah i mean we know we just did a uh, we, keith and i run a macro challenge right now you know nice. we got a uh, let's see what do we got we got 60 people you know doing that challenge the unique part of this challenge is it's a uh, it's a if you do the work you get your money back you know type of challenge sure. right so you put 125 dollars down if you follow you know everything you know that's stipulated at the end of it you know you get all of your money back you know type of thing um but yeah it's retail you know it's a you know it's a summer months you know but we're, we're gonna make those late cancels those late fees, cancels you add know? up <laughs> yeah. those you know, fifteen dollar charges if, you know, add if a up. If CrossFit gym isn't doing that, if you know if, if you're not doing that, it's a great way you know to uh, offset some of the credit card processing fees. Yep. You know, if you're not doing you know bank you know ACH, mm-hmm. but it also it keeps people you know engaged in the summer months, right? You know people don't want to see that, and they and they will, you know, wake up at five a.m. You know instead of getting that fifteen dollar charge.
0: Well. it th- Going back to I asked you guys how do we make more money and someone's listening is like what wait if they cost a hundred and twenty five whatever and you give it back to them how are you guys making money I'm like nobody's canceling nobody's canceling no, yeah exactly. it's it's that retention right. tool right. we used yep. to do that at urban all the time fucking yep. look better naked challenge put the money in you don't have to win it you just right. have to participate That's which it. means you can't <laughs> <Right>. fucking cancel <laughs> yeah right. and I yep. put that in so for me in Charlotte it was November. December, January were just my kick in the dick months. Yep. Like yeah. Those are the ones where I'm going to probably lose. I'm going to be in the red. I'm going yeah. to net negative because of freezes and holes sure. and all that right. kind of stuff. Sure. Um, is that similar for you guys down here? Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, uh, last month we netted 25. This month we'll net 19. July is the toughest for yeah. us in Charleston. Fourth quarter
0: okay for you guys?
2: Um, f- similar to the end of the second quarter, you know, type of thing. Those yeah. two mirror each other right there. Just with you know, sometimes tr- Charleston people are like seasonal. They go somewhere else, yeah. you know, yeah. forever. Um, but like Keith was saying, man, July is just like there is a concert every day in Charleston. You know, nobody works on days <laughs> uh, the, uh, days that end in Y the here. Culture, you the know, two friends show, yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> they save their PTO for, yeah, for July, it, yeah. right? But yeah, July is our toughest month you know so our goals in july will be a little bit different you know than net new you know will be more revenue based revenue focused um and then yeah just just continuing to find things that get get people excited about listening to people you know what interests them um, you know the retail. We just had a new retail launch out there that people have, you know, been interest interested in. I've been spending a lot of time on uh, Alibaba. You know, oh, getting yeah? getting all that <laughs> stuff in here. Keith makes fun of me. You know, from I'm like Dude, these hats are made out of paper. I'm like, like a, and we're getting shit? a refund with those. But <laughs> these are good,
0: right? Yeah. I found the RX jump yeah. ropes back in yeah. the day yeah. from on Alibaba when I had CrossFit South End. Yeah, and I because I had a whatever a $65 RX jump rope I bought from Rogue, yeah. and I ordered one from Alibaba. I was like, this is good. Same yes. thing. <laughs> I know. Except this Alibaba one costs seven dollars. Yeah. So, dude, selling those. And fucking... they'll put my logo on it, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah.
2: Bro yeah so that we're just figuring it out you know we've 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 gone through vendors and we've gone through third parties and we've done we've tried to we've outsourced things and every time we try to outsource something in that area we always end up like disappointed yeah you know so we're we just try to keep it as much as we can in-house um and with vendors and and with relationships that that we that they understand what we're doing sure um and that's been that's been our best you know our kind of our best thing
0: Uh, The main one of the big things here at the end, I want to ask you guys is it. And I see this. So when I, you guys, you guys, I've already said you guys. I'm very impressed with what you've done so far. It's going to be. Is it sustainable? We talked, joked earlier about you blowing your load early. Right. It, are you going to look back and we blew our load early in the first year and a half, two years, right? right? Or can we sustain this? I think as you guys go to the market and people with cash that are looking for models to invest in might, you know, want to come have conversations for with you sure. boys, that's going to be one of the things I told you earlier. One of the things that's hard for you guys right now is you're so fucking hot. Like you've done so well. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, there's something wrong in there. Someone's got drug money in it, like they're, in, right, they're, they're right, you know, right, completely right. laundering. Right. There's something going on. Yeah. So, with that being said, the other hard thing is when you're killing it, it's sometimes hard for you. Uh, you know, you see this in like the NFL. So, someone goes draft, gets drafted number one, it goes to their fucking head. Right? How do you guys keep yourself grounded? Like my thing was always, uh, even when in my best year ever at CrossFit South, we did half a mil. That was my best. That's all the. That's the best I would ever done, and we did it at a good profit margin. It it was a very economical for what we did. It allowed me to do the other things. But I always told myself, you're not shit. Like you don't know fuck about shit. Like you're nobody. How do you guys keep that? Because that's hard. You guys are killing it right now. Mm. You're still you're still young as fuck in this game, and you came from being the whipping boy at other brands and having the fucking just take those (laughs) lashings from people who just used you to pursue their dream. So how do you now sit back? How do you constantly become a student? How do you constantly be like, I need to like, how do you continually learn about the industry? What does that look like for you guys?
1: Honestly, man, I just think it's it's just in my blood, right? It's just like, I don't want to say I'm never happy, but I'm just, I'm just constantly like after that chase, after that high, like, we are where we are now and it's awesome, but it's like, I want to do it again. Right. Again, this is great. Like this, this product we have is great. This location is great. But again, like you said, it's like, I'm not really shit until I can, I got to do it again. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that chase that the chase is what, what keeps me motivated. What wakes me up in the morning is it's just like constantly wanting to, to continue to change lives and change my life and, and create something that, I can sit back, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, and be like, "Wow, you know, I did it."
0: What area of the business interests you the most? Like, if what, like, what do you have a specific title? Like, one of you CFO and one CMO. Like, how does that work?
2: We've actually, I mean, we've we've tried to right. Delineate these lines, you know, in order to help our staff, you know, as much as we can. Who do I go to when I? Who do I do to? Right, you know, and what we've kind of, you know, fell into is, you know, hey, Keith is Keith is more fitness, uh, you know, inside of this room type of thing. Riley is more numbers, front of the house, sales, you know, type of thing. But one of the things that you know we we really try to you know tell our tell our staff is, you know, even though he's in here and I'm out there, right? At OTF, we call it like both sides of the glass, right? Is that communication, you know, between he and I on this on that on this on that even just you know a quick little voice text about hey man here's what's going on with this just want to let you let you know fyi right Uh, but keith is a little bit more um fitness base uh six months ahead one month ahead three month ahead type of thinker yeah and and i think that way too but the way the way our partnership works and why it's worked so well is he's more of like hey man wouldn't it be awesome if we did this and i'm like i'm the guy who's like
0: well and then
2: and then he's like yeah but we have to find a way to do it and i'm like okay cool here's how we're going to do it and here's how we're going to make money and here's how you know the it's going to the members are going to get the best experience and here's how the staff here's how we got to tell them about it you know that type of thing i'm a
1: a big picture guy yeah Yeah. and
2: i'm more of like the all right cool here's how you know it it has to work and a lot of people ask that too they're like dude keith all in water yeah yeah total opposite right you know and uh but we're but we're a lot the same, yeah. you know. And that's kind of how you know that's kind of how it worked. You know, we sat down. I wish I had them with me right now, but I got the notes in my backpack. I'll show you like when we were sitting down, uh, drinking beer, eating chicken tenders, drawing up core four on the napkin, yeah, right? Yeah. And then we were just talking about it. We're like, all right, man, hey. Just tell me, don't think about it. Tell me what your idea is, you know, about this. And then I go, All right, cool. That's my same idea. Right. And then we're like, all right, well, we gotta do it. Right? Gotta do it. And then we just put it put it to the pen and just like you were saying, just proud but never satisfied with anything that we do. Like, you know, we thought, you know, we thought we'd be happy with five hundred members. <laughs> you know, we thought we'd be happy with seven hundred. We you said know? that. We're like, I gotta you get to seven hundred. we gotta get to eight. We gotta get to nine, right? And now we're like, Hey, by the end of the year, we gotta get to a thousand members, right? Um but it's just because we want to we want to help people and we're coaches at heart like we, right. we coach our we coach our staff we coach our people here. Um, and for me and Keith I think we're our happiest when we're like in expansion mode. Sure. And uh, you know when, when we're when we're growing and learning ourselves and then when we're passing that on to you know Jane or Josh or whoever it may be you know um, you know leading the ship here.
0: Your beliefs, though, and you guys, because and I, I tell people all so the the reason I was able to show up in Charlotte and do better than my constituents who had been there for five years prior to me was only because I came from several years of the Globo Gym business oh, education. Yeah. You're able to, you know, a thousand members as possible because you worked at a studio that had 1,600. Right. Yes. So, so that's that's you, a huge thing you you for us. You know that. Right? I mean, because yeah. you, you guys have colleagues that are probably other gym owners that are just like, they can't even fathom. 400 right, like, they're right. like there's no way you can give I mean I literally have people that tell me that I'm like yeah. your self-limiting beliefs are the reason you're right. gonna be broke forever
2: yeah I mean no. we'll text you you know I'll send them an Instagram video I'll be like why not us you know right us, us, this is us, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's just everyday programming ourselves. You know, it comes from sports background too. You know, we, we make analogies, you know, every time, you know, Hey, here's the play we're running today. Here's who the ball's going to, you know, here's who's taking the shot. Right. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, we're just doing the same thing. And then adding each time we hit a little, you know, kind of a point add another person to the team, right. This person's a three point shooter. This person, you know, is, you know, at the point, this person's yeah. whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just. We just have that same mentality. You know, I still, I still wake up thinking that I'm still in the temporary space every fucking day. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I still wake up and I'm like, damn dude, I'm going, I'm going into the temp space. Right. You know? And yeah. I mean,
1: the way I I felt over there and the way I feel here, I mean, it's the exact same. Yeah. It's the exact same. It's just like guns blazing. Yeah. Yep.
0: Boys, I'm excited for you. I'm cool. excited for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having us. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate this it. This great. Appreciate it, too. Congrats on awesome. everything.